It's the holiday season when we realize what is most important in life. Getting more stuff. Because the more stuff we have, the more life we have. And it's around this time every year that my mind turns to some of the more fundamental questions. So I have a question to ask of you. I'm Bill Shireman, disrupting the dividers. What is life, anyway? What is our nature? It seems to me that in every era, we come up with a new theory of what it means to be human that is based on kind of a metaphor of whatever the dominant technology of the day is. In the industrial era, we conceived of ourselves as machines. We adopted this self-concept as a religion, and it is the dominant religion of the industrial age. It is the religion of science, and it holds that human beings are nothing more than collections of parts that happen to have fallen together gradually over millions of years to yield a creature which has the capacity to reproduce itself and survive in the face of limits. According to this religion, there must have been a point at which the construction of this machine brought together the parts that happened to create consciousness and self-awareness. Now, as religions go, this is a pretty logical, rational one, but it's not a particularly satisfying one. It tells us that our lives are purely mechanical, and it tells us that our thoughts and our feelings and our essence is really a fiction, an outgrowth of random material interactions that by good fortune or maybe bad have made us feel feelings like love and connection and purpose and power basically for no reason whatsoever. That's the only reasonable explanation. And it made tragic sense to me for a very long time. Well, at least it felt like a long time until I was about 21 or so. I was working on my grand plan to pass the California bottle bill, big recycling law, and I was eating an apple at the time. And it occurred to me that the constituents of this apple were now coming apart and they were entering into my system and they were going to become a part of my system. And meanwhile, the parts of my system were going to gradually be perspired and otherwise released from my body and become part of the sewage system and then the plant system and the atmosphere and the food system and so on and so forth. So that said to me that, hmm, we're something different than just a physical machine here because what constitutes us is not actually the matter. It's the form, it's the design, it's the structure. And the structure remains in place as the matter cycles and recycles. And it seemed to me at that time that instead of being a self-contained machine being, where that was my essence, that 
I was more like a radio receiver. That was the metaphor that seemed to work then for me. As we enter the digital age, we're changing our concept, our metaphor for what we are. First, we began to conceive of ourselves as computers, as information or data processing machines. But the computer age, if you will, is fundamentally different from the industrial age that preceded it. In the industrial age, we extracted raw materials as the fundamental driver of growth. And the culture that emerged was one that accentuated the qualities that maximized physical growth. The more energy we extracted, the more materials we extracted, the more factories we built, the more products we manufactured, the more physically abundant our lives became, the more prosperous we became, and the more successful we became, with success defined as the ability to succeed ourselves. Now, however, we've gotten to the point where we've got 8 billion individual expressions of this underlying reality that seems to emerge from this particular design of the parts. And it turns out that we don't really all have to be here at the same time. In fact, it's kind of dangerous for there to be 8 billion individual expressions of being human. We are very nearly at the limit of our current physical phase of growth and evolution. We're afraid that if we stop using machines to extract resources, to grow physically bigger and more, that the whole system will collapse. If we want to find the solution to the challenges that we face, I think we do need a different metaphor a different guiding vision of what we are and what we need to do to thrive. Way back in the year 2000, I wrote a book with my friend Tachi Kiyuchi, the CEO at that time of Mitsubishi Electric here in America. It was called What We Learned in the Rainforest, Business Lessons from Nature. What Tachi and I said at the time was that our economy was evolving from one that was fundamentally driven by the extraction and use of fossil fuels and raw materials, an economy in which top-down hierarchies organized rationally to deploy human muscle and mind in precise ways in vast organizations encouraged us all to set aside our distinctive qualities and to be producers and consumers in a mass society in which having common tastes, uniform lifestyles, we were emerging into a culture with quite complementary opposing qualities, where the objective was not always mass production and consumption, but was more about creation, more about innovation, more about change. As our fundamental resource shifted from oil and gas to microprocessors, we found that everything could become smaller and smarter, that the creation of true value came from diverse parts 
collecting themselves together into more complex wholes. And that from these complex combinations, new human qualities were revealed and new technological possibilities were unleashed. We have now birthed a set of technologies that can deliver more value for less cost than was imaginable even when I was a kid. We can be more like a rainforest and we can thrive more the same way. Not through processes of command and control, the expression of power that works best in an industrial era, but through feedback and adaptation, which, as we follow it logically, leads to more diversification, more variation, more differences that come together and integrate into more combinations, each combination yielding new outcomes, new synergetic effects, the expression of new qualities and new possibilities that come from an underlying reality in which all of these are available to us as we learn the combinations that yield them. Now, we are clearly at the end of an era of industrialization. Not that we're dropping industry. We're still going to be using all these machines and all of the forms of energy that are a part of our economy. But we will find that our search for the ultimate form of energy has already been found that the microchip that tapping into the essence of nature is the form of energy that radically increases our capacity to live quality lives without consuming the planet that is the living creature that has provided us with this opportunity. It's wonderful that we have this new expression of nuclear fusion power that gives us potentially, 20 years hence, a source of energy even more abundant and more sustainable than any that we've created to date. At least that's the current theory. But let's face it, we already have everything that we need to form a new culture born of the industrial that goes beyond it. And the metaphor of this new culture is not just the rainforest, it is life itself. We aren't just machines, we are life. We no longer need to minimize what we are or worry that our lives are meaningless that our feelings and expressions of love and connection to one another, that our feelings of wonder and awe at the nature that surrounds us are all artificial constructs or expressions from machines. We are not just metaphors for life. We are life. And as expressions of life, we are not alone. We are all in this together. And that is not BS. But I am, and I will see you next time.